and welcome to episode number 192 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We are recording on January the 22nd, 2023. My name's Eric. I'm the host of the show based in Southern Ontario. Yeah, you know what I say all the time. It's 192 episodes. I am not reading this in, even though it is funny. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes you just be open about your, your predilections. Yeah. It's, it's good, right? Yeah, you it's know, it's true. It's, it's true. Well, my name is Ian. I'm a lumberjack, and I'm okay. I'm on Vancouver Island. Are you okay, though? Because look what you wrote. <laughs> well, <laughs> the guy that was, that was uh, a lumberjack in Monty Python wasn't overly okay either, but hey. <laughs> Fair enough. And I'm Jeff. I'm based in central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, ham radio operator, general overall handyman, and weather nerd. My name's Pierre. I'm a tactical beard owner, a t-shirt design guru and a government critique. And if you want to help to support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper podcast on the air, buy some swag. We have the Canadian Prepper podcast t-shirt, nicely uh, modeled there by Ian, and the uh, tactical Velcro patch. You can get them at www.prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. If you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes, like us on Facebook, and submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your good your feedback, good or bad. Don't mess or it up. Just a topic. Hmm? I know. If you want us to, uh, or if there's a topic you want us to cover, you can email us feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Well, look at that! You got through all of that without saying Patriot. Yeah, I know. I worked really hard on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got some aspiring content for you in this episode. We're going to start off with some recent news articles. We'll update you on what we've done for our personal preparedness since the last episode. We're going to get into the main topic, our goals for 2023. Other so let's than, move into the news. You know, stuff. Uh, Anyways, uh, let's see here. Uh, Davos 2023, which is the World Economic Forum meetup, uh, you know, Plenty of uh, conspiracy theory fuel going on there. Uh, I'm very glad they're looking out for our best interests and wanting us to live in 15-minute cities and eat bugs and all that other stuff. But, yeah, there's been some interesting stuff. We'll talk about that later in the show. But, uh, yeah, so that was a thing today. I I know it's very uh, very much a, uh, what do you call it, benevolent thing for humanity when they need 5,000 armed guards to protect them when they're doing it. But, hey. Anyway, uh, a couple fun things for you. BC sets up an exchange zone for online deals. So uh, if you're doing a CGN deal, you know, they, they said there's a spot, their detachment people can show up and meet up and, and safely uh, do internet commerce online or internet commerce that they started online in person. Something yeah, a bunch of our uh, local detachments have that. Yep. That's been so, a thing in Ontario for a while. Well, something tells me I don't think they'd appreciate the CGN deals I do showing up there, but... <laughs> Anyway, the uh, I just find it funny because, like, you know, you guys were talking about the uh, privacy issues and the, you know, like, with the uh, cyber security and everything else. And, like, there it is, something that's, like, right next to a cop station that's, like, on video 24-7. And, you know, just one little less bit of privacy, to say the least, right? Yeah, good point. Yeah, you're, you're going to be on video there for sure. Yeah. yeah. It depends on your level of comfort, I suppose, and... Really, if you're if you're making an online purchase and you feel the need to be at a police station to make said exchange, should you be making the exchange? Yeah, maybe don't do it. Just I don't know. I don't know. If if I'm that worried about an exchange, I think I'm uh, just gonna back out of it. But that's me. That's fair. Also, so I uh, on that same kind of vein, I had a um, Highway Big Brother article. So it was on iHeartRadio, 
and basically BC government is adding sensors to the interior highways to monitor commercial commercial vehicle compliance. So interesting thing about these sensors that they're adding, they sense uh, tire wear, like how much tire wear you have. Um, your last time your engine was serviced, they can t sense uh, your weight on wheels and all this other stuff. I'm like, wow, it's getting pretty crazy, which obviously you could, they could you know take from that aspect of just commercial vehicles only to every vehicle before long in order to maintain their highways a little more easily and stuff. It's just a encroaching uh, privacy thing. It's kind of interesting. So, so, so what's the purpose? Yeah, that's, that's, that's going a little far. Yeah. What's the reasoning behind that? The reasoning was so they that they can? wanted, uh, they want commercial vehicles to stay within their gross weights and uh, within their maintenance schedules to make a, the highway safer and less wear and tear on the highways. But in reality, it's like extremely invasive monitoring of just commercial vehicles for now, but that's how it always starts, right? And then before you know, it'll be all vehicles because it works so well with the commercial ones and everything else. So you guys, you guys should do like we do in Ontario and just have weigh stations. Well, we have those, but they're weigh them. Okay. So what, we have those, but what they do is they they do close. They do like eight hours a day, and so for sixteen hours a day, the trucks are racing by them, and nobody's checking anything, of course. And then during the hours that the weigh stations are open, there's very little vehicle traffic. It's so weird for commercial vehicles. That's the way it works here too. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants a nine to five. So if you're doing something shady, you do it after, you know between the five and nine. You're yeah, like, yeah. It's just uh, yeah. I have many. Do I have an episode for you? <laughs> exactly. What could possibly go wrong with this system? Yeah. Mm. Uh, last one I had was just uh, in you know I guess nobody's surprised that Russia's saber rattling some more, but uh, I guess they're getting a little bit pissy about uh, other countries uh, supplying Ukraine with weapons. And so they're making some pretty direct threats saying, like, prepare for a conflagration if you supply Ukraine with more tanks, missiles, bullets, whatever. And I guess it's, it's we're kind of numb to it now, but I guess 10 years ago this would have been a bigger deal. But anyway. I, yeah, I, what I think is, is going to come out of it, it's just my opinion, they're, the West is kind of bitching at Germany right now because in order for any country to loan Ukraine a Leopard tank that are built in Germany. Germany has to approve it. And Germany's not approving it right now. And the US and Canada and all them are basically giving them grief and telling them, oh, you know, you've got a, and there may be a very good reason why Germany doesn't want to be the, because as soon as they, they sign off on it, they're going to be target number one. So, yeah. I think it's a good idea. We should all gang up on Germany and tell them how wrong they are because it didn't backfire last time. <laughs> <laughs> Ended well, right? Yeah. yeah. Fun. Anyway. Yeah, I've, I've just got one, um, and it's it's been an ongoing thing. So there's been another attack on a North Carolina power substation. Um, this is the third one since uh, late November. Uh, this one wasn't as successful as the previous one. They did some damage, uh, but I don't believe that this one was successful in knocking out power to the 40,000 people for the substation or whatever. But um, again, you know, this this is the third one in North Carolina. They had a bunch of them out in Washington State. Um, so it's, it's still going around. Of course, if you're the FBI or... Uh, the U.S. government, you want to blame it on white supremacy, but that's that's their opinion. <laughs> so 
Yeah, was it rifles again, or was it like a truck, or like what did they use this time? Uh, it didn't say actually on this one. I don't. I don't believe. Let me. Uh, I I poached it from somebody off of. Uh, the uh, the URL says gun, admit, says gunfire. I'll, I'll so. admit that. So. Uh, so it looks like it's yeah, gunfire. Yeah, again. just say, yeah, yeah. Another electrical station was damaged by gunfire, making the third incident since November. That's interesting. So Crazy. obviously somebody's somebody's got a uh, a Professor Ted thing going on right now. So yeah, and and money to spare to buy ammo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know where he's finding those large rifle primers if he's reloading, but I mean, good for him. Yeah, not here. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, shall we move into what we've done lately for preps? I uh, just moved some of my firewood around, moved it from the my storage shed to under the carport so it's a bit easier to get to in the middle of the night. Uh, I did some fuel rotation and did a meetup today with a local prepper group. Yeah, too bad I couldn't make it up to that one, but next month. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah I see there's some good conversation going on there, so... Uh, for myself, uh, yearly water maintenance, their water system maintenance. So as I've touched on before, we're on well and septic here. So at the swap out some filters and UV light and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, and the EMP hardening has begun. So uh, got the EMP shield installed here on the, uh, the electrical panels. And uh, no, I did not do it myself. I uh, contacted a, an electrician that was going to be here anyways for uh, some other work. And I said, hey, while you're, uh, while you're here, do you mind sticking your hands in the electrical panel? Because I don't want to. <laughs> and he was more than happy to take my money to do it. So it's all uh, installed and set up now. And then I, uh, I put the 12-volt uh, DC end on the, uh, the generator here. And um, we're off to the races. So still have to do the vehicles. But... Uh, it has started. The hard stuff, at least, that I wasn't willing to do is now done. So, but, uh, did, the, uh, did the electrician kind of snicker at you, or did he make any comment or anything? Or? No, not at all. No, no he's, okay. he's, good, uh, he's a good electrician. He doesn't. Uh, I just said, hey, I got a couple of surge protectors. And he said, okay. And that's what we left it at. And okay. He saw the documentation. It's uh, they're, they're plastered all over at EMP Shield, so he didn't care. He, he was making money. They're they're literally just surge protectors. So he, he kind of questioned the um, generator panel when I was asking him before he came here if he was uh, able to put one on the generator panel. He's like, well, I, I can, but I've never really done that before. I said, well, I got all the instructions of the manufacturer. And he said, okay. He didn't, no qualms, no. Uh, and I know I've seen a lot of reviews, mostly in the States, from people asking electricians to put them in, and they won't do it because they don't understand what it is or what it's all about. I just told him it's a surge protector because technically it is. Yeah. Yeah. No problems at all. Easy. So easy. He had it done, he had it done in an hour. Yeah. The electrician didn't understand the instructions on how to hook it up to electricity? Uh, no. Some people, I guess, uh, reading reviews and such have told electricians, <laughs> hey, it's uh, you know, it's a EMP shield. It, it blocks uh, electromagnetic pulses and blah, blah, blah. And they go into the big brand page about what it's all about and what they're trying to do. Yeah. And then, of course, the electrician now has questions because they're installing a device that they, you know, it, what is that all about? It's a surge protector. Keep it simple. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so you just have to worry about whether or not EMP shield is actually on the good guy side or the bad guy side of actually making you more vulnerable or less vulnerable and yeah. if, they're, if they're funded by the CIA. And <clears throat> well, if they are, I'm already on a list. So there you go. List, listen away, NSA. Yep. It's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, NASA. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. As for myself, uh, actually, lumberjack duties. Uh, been on on lumberjack duty for about I don't know three days, four days now. Um, my next door neighbor has had a hip replacement. He's one of the good neighbors I have, and um, he was trying to get some work done before he was off like physical duties here for like, like the next three months while he was healing. So he offered, uh, if I was willing to knock down some trees, I think last week I started knocking them down and hauling them away. Well, I even did another five trees today, but it's all firewood for next year, right? So um, for the sake of a little bit of labor, a lot of free wood coming my way, which is good. Um, so that was pretty good. And then, yeah, that's why I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Um, tried a new canned chicken recipe for the first time. Just trying to get you know, make use of those, those canned chickens and stuff like that because... You can't just eat plain canned chicken during the apocalypse. You got to have some like flair to it, right? So, <clears throat> a lot of coronation chicken, and in celebration of Charles' upcoming nuptials, I guess, so to speak. Uh, coronation chicken's like a curry chicken. It's pretty good. Uh, let's see here. Bought another chainsaw and uh, some spare chains because uh, two is one, one is none. And Ooh, what'd you get? Uh, actually, I'm sticking with the Echo Land line of chainsaws because they're kind of like the Toyota of the the chainsaw world. And so I've got a big 590 now. I've got a little D-limmer, uh, which is like a single-hand chainsaw, like a pruning chainsaw. And now i got a middle-of-the-road uh, 35cc, kind of like uh, it's a 16-inch bar. So i got 20-inch bar, 16, and 14 now, and just for all sorts of duties and stuff. And one's uh, a little less draining on you than carrying around the big 20-inch bar thing that's like 20 pounds, and like mm-hmm. so it's a little more easy to wield around uh, during the day. So, yeah, so now i got a little bit of everything. Nice. nice. Yeah, so that's kind of good. Let's see here. I've been battling with uh, mice for, well, I don't know, three months now. So we redid the basement, sealed off everything with steel wool and, and insulation and everything else. House is fine uh, because between bait stations and traps, we haven't had any sort of mouse action in the house. But now they actually literally have uh, like commuted over to the chicken coops and the hay shed. And so now we're continuing the battle there. And like, if I had to feed my dogs on mice alone during the apocalypse, I could probably do it right now because we're getting about six or seven in the traps each day plus the wow. bait stations and so on and so on and we actually had a couple like drowning in buckets of water mm-hmm. and so yeah the battle continues outside and yeah whatever we're winning so it's happy so much uh, fun yeah as long as they stay outside i mean i know they yep. they probably cause problems around the chicken coop and all that but as long as they're outside not inside yeah but honestly like all of our feed is in uh galvanized steel garbage cans and stuff so i don't know I think they're just doing it for the shelter because it's winter. I don't think they're actually yeah, getting much. Yeah, and they're, they might be getting a little food out of the chicken feeder, but that's about it. But if the chickens see them, they'll, they'll eat them. Like, the chickens will grab them. But um, hmm. So maybe they're going there at night or whatever. But anyway, uh, I had a little battle on the acreage a couple of nights ago. I had the cougar battle, so I had another kitty cat on the property. Uh, this one ended a tie. He uh, said I, I didn't lose any alpacas or lose any chickens, but he ended up a tree and, and trapped by the puppies, so that was good. And then... Uh, Unfortunately, he got away on us, but uh, anyway, at least no damage was done, so that's good. And then the last thing uh, here, I guess uh, the chickens are back in lay. So unlike every other year, we had a lot more chickens, so we're down to like maybe 20 now. And so um, not all of them even lay anymore, but they took a time off from about middle of November now to this week because the light levels. And so finally, they're back in lay. So now we're getting about two or three eggs a day, but it's going to start increasing here. But... Now we know we need to get more chickens to make it through the winter, right? Somebody's have to say something? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Nope. Start, start right. selling those eggs. You can make a fortune nowadays. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like, if you want to show off wealth right now, it's, it's the eggs thing. Right. But yeah, that's yeah. kind of actually uh stir us back to get more chickens. I think this spring is because we don't have quite enough to make it through the, the dark days without uh, stopping production completely. So that kind of sucks. Have, have you tried that? Uh, the way of uh, storing them? What is it? Is it Glassing? pickling? Pickling? Yeah, like pickling vinegar or whatever, and you leave them straight out. You can jar them; they last like a year in there. Glassing yeah. them? Yeah, like yeah, it's called, it's, yeah, it's called glassing them. Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. You can't you can't do it with um, store bought or anything. They've got to no. be they've got to be fresh, un untouched. But yeah, it's um. Yeah, the bloom can't be off the eggs. So, so we did it once, and it worked really well. And so, uh, but we realized that now that if you are going to glass eggs, you have to do it in a smaller container. We did it in a five-gallon bucket, and so now we're going to start doing it this summer. Um, we had we put like seven dozen in a big five-gallon bucket just to try it out because we had so yeah. many extra eggs back then, uh, and it worked great. But one one burst, right? And so now we had a bunch of like egg broth in all the the eggs. So uh, if you're going to do it, do yeah. it in like a two-gallon or two-liter uh, uh, jar, and yeah. it'll work much better. That way, if one goes off, it's not going to kill everything. But yeah, it worked well for us. Um, yeah. This last summer, we didn't have enough eggs to do it. So okay. yeah, we just didn't have any spare eggs to, to, we were selling so many, it was crazy. So I think this spring, we're going to try and get a few more chickens back online. So if we do have extra, we'll start glassing them again, I think for the fall. Nice. nice. Yeah, I, was yeah. I was curious if uh, that actually worked or if anybody had tried it. Yeah, I was about, what was it, pre-COVID, Eric, we, we were talking about that? Uh, yeah, it was pre-COVID. Yeah, it's a little while now. Yeah, so we, we did it. I, I let them go a year uh, just to see what would happen. And after a year, still good. Um, and that was just right. like room temperature in a bucket in my closet. Yeah. So All right. that's pretty good. Well, good to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, taking part in the Daily Ruck Challenge with the Canadian Patriot Podcast. So I'm trying to do uh, hikes with weight, I guess. 22 pounds is the minimum. And we're trying to do distance and time, I guess, right now. So I think week one just finished up today, and then we're on yep. to the next week. Um, and a little bit of gas rotation. That's pretty much it for me. So uh, Brittany's asking, do you ferment your chicken feed? No. Uh, we tried that once, and basically we were doing it in our laundry room, and the stink was kind of like – because if you, if, if you ferment it just the right amount, it, there's no stink. If you ferment it about 12 hours too much, then it starts to like – smell like ass so it's uh it's not worth doing it for the amount of chickens we had and i know there's some health benefits to it but it's just like keeping it simple so between all the uh the green bin stuff they get they're they're getting plenty of variety and all sorts of minerals and nutrients and stuff so hmm. if it's good enough how do you ferment it like I, I i don't have chickens obviously and whatever is it well you can't do chicken feed. I, 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 i'm looking at it going hmm i'll just pour my beer on the food and it'll ferment <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you can't uh, just take chicken pellets, which is just crushed or compressed alfalfa, right? You can't really do that. But you can actually get like um, some seeds, like um, I think what was the wife using? I think she's using uh, bean seeds or some other stuff. Anyway, so you just put a little bit of water, and and basically it starts to ferment after a day or two. And yeah, but we were so busy with other things, it just didn't work out well for us. But, oh, okay. I mean, some people, it's kind of like sprouting the same idea for chickens, but it provides them with, just like sauerkraut for us. It's like a good, a good thing, right? But anyway, wasn't our thing. Uh, uh, Mel mentions uh, double check the feed. Uh, we got a few friends that do chicken, and they've started switching around a bunch of recipes or whatever. Having our dog to our dogs allergic to chicken. Maybe, you know, after two days and two weeks of researching which dog food doesn't have chicken byproduct in it, 
all of a sudden he's scratching every 30 seconds and everything. Same bag, nothing's changed, but just, you know, after like nine months, they put chicken pride product in it. Um, so yeah, just at least around here, some people have started switching stuff around in their foods that they're getting rid of uh, pellets and making their own feed pretty much. It's been better. I don't know if that's going to affect you out there, but. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, honestly, like we we have uh, the we just get the GMO free. We used to get the organic stuff, and now we got the GMO free layer pellets, uh, which are pretty good. Uh, but honestly, like that's kind of a secondary thing to the green bin spare, you know, food that we're not eating or whatever. They just it, they're like pigs with feathers, right? They'll eat everything, so just yep. throw it in the coop and it kind of disappears. Nice. Yeah. Um, so what I've done is we've done a little bit of food prep. Um, I practiced my leveling skills times two. And uh, so the initial property we were considering looking at or whatever, we found out 90% of it, we weren't able to do anything. So we're still looking, are we going to go property, build a house in a few years this year, buy a house around here. Um, so we're looking at that, those options. Uh, we've got a few things lined up for either this week or next week. Uh, week one of the ruck challenge is done. And we also made ourselves a little bit better in case the power goes out. Uh, we ended up buying that uh, propane three foot like grill top with like the air fryer and uh, yeah, that big fancy one you guys saw. So we haven't taken it out of the box just in case we move soon. I don't want to move it built, but <laughs> we'll see. So yeah, that, that looks like it's going to be a, a nice added thing to any time we cook outside. So what happened to your to the property? Was it you found out it's mostly environmentally protected? Is that the deal or? Yeah, yeah. So they they had it was twelve and a half acres, I think, a bunch of stuff already on it and everything, and they said some of it is protected uh, wetland. Uh, yeah. So when we went and saw the property, I was like, okay, like I was like, okay, like what what's protected, what's not, and everything, and they gave us all the paperwork that the previous person had applied for septic permits and this that and where they wanted to put the house, and I'm like, I'm looking at the paperwork, and I was just like ask her how much is protected wetland like a little over 10 of the 12 acres was protected land so i'm like so i'm only getting two acres like i'm not paying that price for two acres so i was like take yeah. that off her list so yeah, we're, yeah we've got a few uh few other options around here and uh so we'll see that whole other rabbit hole we can go down hmm. fair enough yeah. Well, with that, uh, shall we move in to tonight's main topic? I guess if we're talking about uh, prepper goals for 2023, I guess we need to figure out what we're all lacking on more than anything else. I mean, uh, I guess it's, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty much squared away at this point. Like, yeah, I'm pretty much, yeah, pretty much good to go. No, the problem is I think with a lot of people that either they don't want to admit to what they're lacking or what they failed at or whatever, I think so. There's a lot of times where people have a tough time goal setting because they just don't want to, you know, I guess face not so much a failure, but just like a lack of or a gaping hole in their preps more than anything else. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, my ongoing one has been water because uh, not like a, there's no shortage of it falling from the sky in the winter time, but during the summer we get zero rain for six months of the year. So obviously unless we're willing to run a generator, we're not going to have any sort of water supply here because there's uh, no power, no water here. Um, so yeah, I guess number one for me is uh, water storage increase because between firefighting, obviously human consumption, animal needs, and everything else, like it's kind of a big, big weak point for us. 
So there's much lots of things we can do. I mean, we can get a tank at the top of the property where we can flow via gravity uh, down to the house uh, for firefighting or for toilet filling or anything else. It's just uh, one of those things that's been sitting on the back burner for quite a while. Um, I don't know if you guys have any sort of elevation change, but if you run water downhill just via gravity, you get about, I think it's 0.8 PSI for every foot of head pressure. So it'll build up fast if you go down 30 feet, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's I guess that's number one for me. Um, and, of course, yeah, but with the, with the animals, if we get more chickens, uh, then we don't want to be stuck without water for any sort of length of time either, right? So uh, on that note, I guess we should talk about the sauna I mentioned a little while ago too. So because I've been doing all the lumberjacking next door, I haven't been able to clear the property for the sauna project. But one of the reasons we're doing that is because, again, without power, it's you know hard to get hot water as well because you don't have a 220-volt system running 24-7 even with the Screamin' Demon Champion Generator. So uh, a lot of these saunas have water sleeves on the um, chimney or they have a big pocket beside it that, that the traditionally they would do laundry in. And so one of the reasons we started talking about hot saunas was not just the hygiene aspect but also hot water production. And uh, yeah, which is kind of cool. Like So if we have rainwater supplying a sauna for a, a tank and then have that making hot water, then also it's a lot easier. You so is sure the sauna sauna wood wood fired then to, to heat the water? Yeah, it's going to be wood fired, and so um, like during the summer, especially like if you want to create hot water in the house here, you'd have to run the fire. But if it's already 25, 30 degrees out, you don't want to run the <laughs> the, the no, fireplace no, in the no, house, no. right? Yep. No. So I mean, but the sauna is a I guess a nice alternative to the fact that yeah, you can heat that up all you want, and that's kind of what you want anyways if you want to have it for for hygiene. So. There's no harm done if you run the, the fireplace in the summer other than the obvious fire hazards. So, um, yeah, it's just something to think about as well. Was, I think we're just trying to think about how we can keep that chimney to keep any ash or anything from flying out of the uh, the chimney and creating a, a fire hazard. But So the, that's, there's more than one reason we were building the sauna anyway. So that was kind of our, our main prepper goal for this year. So parties have... at Ian's place. Well, yeah, but there's, there's certain rules with traditional saunas, right? And... Just saying, clothing optional. Will there be glow sticks? Uh, I'm going to get some LED lights from China <laughs> and have them underneath the, the the benches. I'm thinking, right? And maybe maybe some strobes and some like rave rave music or something. I don't know, but maybe maybe put a, a competition. disco ball up on the ceiling. You know? Yeah, I could do that too. Why not? Um, yeah. So I guess that was their big thing here. Uh, let's see here, storage rotation. Yeah. So we've got you know a decent pantry, and a decent kind of storage setup on the property, but. I think our biggest goal that we've kind of been like lacking on is trying to get everything rotated properly. Cause you all of a sudden you'll discover this like, Oh, I've got three cans of instant coffee that are from 2017. I should probably get on that. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know what it is? Like, it, I, I know the, the reasoning for doing like a concentrated area of like supply dumps, you know, like having like all your chicken in one place by the same token, diversity is a strength, so to speak. So, you might want to have them spread out a bit and in which case then the rotation becomes a problem as what's oldest and what you have to use first and everything else. You guys been running into that at all? Can't yes. say, uh, nope. No. Well, I know you don't believe in preps anyway, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm, what are you I'm, talking about preps? I don't know this. Prep yeah. Thing. You don't want to be one of those hoarders that has food. No, and stuff. no, yeah, yeah, no yeah. that'd be weird. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, got I, it. I so, don't dress fancy enough to be a prep. No, that's right. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm on the wrong podcast. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so I guess that's the other thing I wanted to really talk about was the, the the storage rotation or how to like get more, I guess, diligent with that more than anything else. And that's a tricky one, right? It's it it kind of goes. You know, what am I going to use? What am I not going to use? You, you pick up something that you're not going to use and it sits forever. How do you rotate that? Right? It's give it away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, could, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But even giving that, it away at that point. Problem is, is like the food banks won't take it if it's past expiry, and we know that right, canned, yeah. canned goods are, are good past expiry, but not everybody else is willing to jump on that bandwagon. So true, it's hard. Like, so you have like you know two cases of beans, and they're like two weeks out of date. I don't want to toss them. I know I want to use them, but I I don't eat beans every day. So I don't know. Yeah. It seems like it seems like kind of a waste. I don't, and I don't want to waste any food if I can help it. So yeah, anyways, yeah, well, that's tricky one. Yeah, what I what I found my my kind of situation was I would go like once a month in shops. So I would buy and buy and buy this and buy that and figure it out. But by the time I was getting close to the end of the month, some of the stuff I bought, I'd pull it out and I'd look at it and I'd go like, ah, crap, it's expired or, you know, it's already starting to turn color and whatever. So I, I kind of got to rethink my, my process of not buying everything at once and splitting it up and maybe going once every couple of weeks and and just getting it so I, I'm not, I don't have as much waste, shall we say? So, well, yeah, I think it's it's obviously quite predictable. But when the kids moved out, you know, we were buying stuff to maintain a level of food to keep up with their like, you know, converting food into altitude kind of like intake levels, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. so they leave the house, and we're even if we stopped buying, then we still have this backlog of like, you know, food that they were expecting them to use, and they didn't. So. As older people, we don't eat as much, and uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of tough. Like now, also we got a bunch of stuff that like I'm not interested in eating, like pizza pops or whatever. Like you know they were eating, so now we're having this bunch of this stuff sit and get older and older and mm -hmm. older, and like uh, so drink more whiskey. Yeah. The pizza pockets will turn out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Actually, I should probably give it a try, but it's also over on the hard seventy five, so it's uh, I've got like what a month to go still. Mm -hmm. So they'll last. Yeah, they'll last. You'll only need one glass after the 75. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and the pizza pockets will probably last until like 30, 2033 or something like that. So Yeah, for sure. Before you got to kind of consider doing something with them. But yeah. you got an extra 10 years after that, so you're okay. Kind of like Twinkies or something. They're yeah. probably good forever. But, <laughs> uh, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, I guess, yeah, the last thing I guess Pierre's going to probably touch on it as well is uh, I got to work on some better target and distance loads for reloading. So, like, I have a distance rifle that I haven't really played with as much as I would like. So, I mean, that's kind of one of those things that just for X's and G's, I think, and maybe to help with hunting down the road. I'd like to stretch it out. I was talking to Gavin the other day, and I don't think I've shot an air uh, uh, rifle past maybe 450. And so, I mean, I'd like to get it out to like 600 just to give it a try, and then in which case, I'm going to have to you know, up my reloading game a little bit because I've been pretty sloppy with it so far. So more ladder loads in my future, I'm thinking. That'd be fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that that's something to kind of work towards this year, and hopefully I have the opportunity to do it since I'm going to be like coach surfing at his place quite a bit. So yep. um, the last thing I guess is kind of uh, universal. After you hit, uh, you know, there's certain people that are turning 50 this year that shall remain unnamed. And so uh, yeah, losing weight. <laughs> Alan, so, right? Alan. Yeah, Alan. Alan, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I got to lose some weight, and uh, I had put on my I was say call my COVID 20. So I, I got to get rid of that. So hard 75 is a thing, and the rock challenge is a thing, and Start shooting out to 600 yards and walk out to your target. Yeah, Ooh, just yeah. Or, or sprint. 
sprint there, <laughs> yeah, sprint which, back. Whichever yeah. way, even just walking, yeah. right? Like, you yeah. know, walk out after every five shot and you shoot 50 rounds, like 600 yards there, 600 yards back. It's a lot oh, of yeah. steps I mean, in no time. Uh, my little uh, my little loop out behind the house here is 4.2 or 4.4K every day, which is a start. I mean, it's not great, nice. but uh, between that and the uh, lumber jacket and everything else, it's not like I'm not doing stuff. It's just, uh, right. yeah. Anyway. Oh, good. That's it for me. Awesome. Well, for me, I've got a couple of uh, a couple of things that I want to try to accomplish here for 2023. They've been on the list for a while, but um, maybe 2023 will be the year that I get to get to doing them. We'll see. We'll find out. Um, first off on the list, I've already kind of touched on it. Uh, some EMP hardening. So that's been on the list for quite a while. Um, it's really just been a matter of finding something that is going to work or is really available on the market. So with uh, with EMP Shield being uh, being out there. Uh, I've started with that, but uh, including with uh, even just hardening the the house here and and the vehicles, I've already got um, uh, EMP doctors uh, devices on the vehicles here. But uh, I figured I would switch out for EMP Shield just because they've got the the laboratory testing behind them. Uh, not to say that EMP doctor stuff isn't good because I'm still going to use that on a vehicle or two here. But uh, I'm going to flip uh, the truck to uh, to EMP Shield, uh, so that's still on the list. But I do have the, the house done, like I said. Um, but also going to continue working on uh, the Faraday box. So I've got uh, my little 50 cal ammo can here. I might uh, got another one that is uh, pending to be uh, turned into a, a, a Faraday box. So I want to get that one all done as well. So I've got two because go back to the whole uh, two is one, uh, one is none kind of idea. So I can stash one elsewhere. Uh, gardening is another thing. So we've got a little raised bed here. Uh, but got just about an acre of land, so I'd like to uh, really plan out this year what it is I'm going to do with it and how I can actually utilize it. Because we've uh, we've spent a lot of time uh, backfilling and getting the uh, the property kind of the way we want it, and it's nice and cleared out now and um, all fenced off as well. So uh, it'll hopefully help keep out uh, a few animals. It's not going to stop all of them, but uh, maybe help with a few. But it's finally kind of where we want it. We got a little bit more grading to do just to get rid of some water. But uh, once we get that sorted, I'd like to uh, really dive into getting a, a decent garden going and uh, maintaining it, which is obviously going to be a lot of work. But uh, I want to make best use I can out of the uh, out of the property. So that's right. definitely on the on the list here. A random question about the EMP yeah, go for it. Um, so the EMP doctor stuff that was the stuff you plugged into the car cigarette lighter, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, you- so he he's got. Um, it plugs into, there's a little uh, trap device that plugs into the uh, like the cigarette lighter. And then there's another device that goes across the positive and negative terminal. And then a couple of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There are a couple of chokes that go over the uh, the positive negative uh, battery terminal, like the battery wires. Okay. Uh, so uh, with the MP shield, it's a little bit of a different setup. So there's, there's no... Um, Nothing to plug into the 12 volt cigarette lighter. It's literally um, positive, negative terminals on the battery, and then you find a spot uh, to ground to the uh, the vehicle itself, the chassis, and that um, that's how they do it. And there's nothing else to hook up, so there's nothing else to plug in or, or do. It's just positive, negative, and, and ground. Um, that's the, the main differences. And then on top of that, EMP Shield's done a bunch of uh, laboratory testing in the States. There's a, uh, a lab that actually can simulate the, um, the amount of power that's generated in EMP and see how the device actually reacts. And it, um, it 
uh, shunts all the the excess power to ground in some ridiculously short amount, uh, period of time. Like we're talking like nanoseconds. So I want to get the EMP gun that they used to, to simulate it or something. That'd be great if you just like yeah, yeah. I can make some calls. Let's see what man, we can do. A man portable version would be fantastic. <laughs> I actually do want to have. Uh, I've been chasing EMP Shield to get um, get one of their representatives on the show to come and just tell us about it because uh, we've already done EMP Doctor. So why not have uh, EMP Shield come out as well and, and give their side of things? Because may as well hear both sides, did you, right? Did you send them the receipt for everything you purchased as well? Maybe that'll get them. Oh, maybe it will. Maybe it will. I'm sure they're already fully aware of what I purchased. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, actually, that's uh, that's good because I'd love to see them on there and like at least you know get another perspective on it as well. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah. And again, not it. not saying uh, EMP doctor stuff isn't good, and it, it is. He's he obviously knows his stuff. He's very smart, but it's uh, it's always nice to have uh, two uh, two competing uh, options to to choose from. Yeah. both I'm sure are equally good and, and have uh, they're different ways of doing things, but. Um, be nice to get their view on it as well. That's actually a good question by Joey. So uh, Joey says, "I wonder if an EMP shield will help us <laughs> test our hybrid." Well, I, I don't wondered think, that too. Yeah, I was like, I don't think anything's going to help those because I mean, like the average car is going to have a few systems go offline, but if they're going to test them, will just be like black. Mm-hmm. Like there won't be a screen live on that thing at that point. But yeah, I'm kind of curious. We sh- uh, if we do get them out, uh, we'll definitely ask have that they, question because have they tested it already? On Tesla, I don't know. Not that I'm aware of, but um, for the but hybrids, like if they're going to do it for cars, yeah. they might have tested it on the hybrid. Maybe not the Teslas or the maybe. full electrics, but I'd be curious if they tested it on hybrids as well. And yeah, maybe they're in the works with for something. That'd be cool. Maybe, yeah. I'm I'm quite curious as to how that would work. Not that I would ever yeah. buy Tesla because yeah, no, but, or a hybrid, but or a hybrid, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. The machine I'm driving at work right now, it's uh, it's actually kind of funny because uh, it's so EMP shielded right now, which I didn't realize it at first. Can't get a Wi-Fi signal, can't get a Bluetooth signal, can't get anything into the, the room I'm in. So I'm just like, wow, that's pretty hardcore. <laughs> so <laughs> cell phones don't work. You know, like it's... Uh, that's it's all right. Funny. Yeah, interesting. So Cool. Nice. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Guarding, I was going to ask you your question there. Uh are you going to le- lean towards like lettuce or stuff you can't get at Costco or like calorie dense stuff or what are you going to lean towards? Yeah, leaning more towards like the vegetables. Um, so yeah, lettuce, peppers, tomatoes, like the, the standard stuff. Uh, the stuff that we can get the kids to eat would be kind of nice. So believe it or not, they will still eat tomatoes and peppers. Maybe tomorrow that'll change, but for now they will. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll take that. But uh, just that, that kind of stuff to, to start out and so I'm already comfortable with it. I'm just not, uh, I've only grown like one or two in the raised bed here. Yeah. So we can spread it out a bit and do a little bit more of that and then build on it from there each year, add something different that I'm not overly comfortable with and, and expand it out as we can. But yeah, really just grow- this year is finding where to set it up and actually set it up properly. In our tiny little plot of land that we actually had that was workable, uh, we put some potatoes in. And at first it worked great because the alpacas wouldn't touch the potato leaves. <laughs> Because I guess they're really bitter or something anyways. And then so that's one of the few plants they won't touch. All of a sudden, one of our guys developed a taste for it. And one yeah. day later, gone. <laughs> so I was like, great. Um, but And same thing with Jerusalem artichoke. Because that's one of those things like a sunchoke. Uh, it's okay. uh, it's like a tuber. It's a, t- it's a potato type. You can eat it raw or cooked. Uh, and they, they, they're they like very invasive. So they grow like wildfire. Um but unfortunately, rabbits love those too, so you got to really protect them. But they uh, they are kind of a good little prepper food to try. 
Good to know we got lots of rabbits around here. Rabbit. What's that? Depends if depends if you prefer eating rabbit. Well, if, if you want to attract them in, it's, it's a little bait station, yeah. 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 So, Go, going back to uh, EMP and Tesla for a second, there, Dan has the solution, so we're good now. Uh, just wrap the Tesla in tinfoil. There we go. Yeah, problem solved. I mean, maybe that's what they did with that truck. That's why it's silver. I was like, <laughs> maybe, yeah. That's why it's not working so well either. But <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, also on my list here is, uh, and this is going to be a fun one with uh, two kiddos in the house, but uh, organization. So I'm going to try and get a little bit better organized here. I've got the the bad habit of coming in from uh, a run with the radio out to parks on the air or something and just throwing all the cables and whatever I had out, uh, out and about in the corner and uh, not packing it back away or leaving it in the truck for a month or so until I use it again. So I'm going to try and focus a little bit more on organizing. So we'll see how that goes. It, usually I try that for a month and then I fail and well, it's, we'll kids see are usually good with that because usually if you leave it in the front foyer or something, the kids will just grab it and start running, you know, running around the house with it and stuff. So it kind of forces you to put it away properly. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it, it's on the list. Starting out slowly, I've been three D printing some stuff to to get a lot of stuff up off the the workbench and the the desk and all that and up on the wall and put away where it should be. So the the nerd in me is happy with being able to use a three D printer for that. So we'll see. We'll see if that helps. But um, that's a good segue into the next one on the list here is learning how to actually design things that I can print. So I've been uh, been taking a lot of files off of like Thingiverse and all those other like printables.com and such and getting comfortable with the, the 3D printer using other people's designs. So I'd like to really focus on being able to design my own things. So if, uh, if I have a piece or a part or something that uh, I need to replace or if something I, uh, I want to make, I want to start getting into actually designing it on my own. So I've got a couple of what I think will be fairly simple things to try. We'll see. I heard we'll that AR well I, heard, I heard AR lowers are actually quite simple in design. I'm just saying, like for I'm tomorrow's sure podcast. They, pretty sure somebody's already made a file for that. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> what what they call that one that was originally the the freedom, whatever it was. It was anyways, it was like oh, a single yeah. shot and it was good for like two shots and then they kind of exploded in your hand and stuff, but that doesn't sound like fun at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Yeah, but if I can, uh, if I can figure out a way to design a few things that um, that I would otherwise have to hunt down or, or try to purchase elsewhere, I think that would be uh, be quite useful to actually know instead of just downloading files that somebody else has done, knowing how to yeah. actually design something myself and, and print it out and actually make it uh, usable will be uh, much more beneficial. So we'll see how that goes, but. Said so I got a couple of basic ideas. Of course, they are all around ham radio because where else would my ideas come from? Well, you got to you got to organize all the stuff that you right. Take out yes. Do all this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they go hand yeah, exactly. in hand. They do go hand in hand. Yeah. So I've got a couple of things I want to design for for some ham radio stuff. So we'll see. Right. And then from there, hopefully, I can expand out and make some other things for other stuff, such as uh, maybe uh, an EMP shield for a Tesla. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Can you print that much tinfoil? We're going to find out. <laughs> so I've got a few things, um, not in any particular order, just uh, what I was kind of thinking about. So I want to finish my large Faraday box. Um, I was, uh, as some other people probably, I was gung-ho, I got it. Got it all ready, got the wheels on it, did all that stuff, got it like 75% done, and then crap happened, and it just kind of got pushed off to the side, and 
So I, uh, that's, that's probably almost the number one thing on my list right now that I, I want to get finished. It's a, it's a more of a larger uh, metal toolbox. Uh, so I, I can put my, uh, my small inverter generator will fit in there. So I want to put, I want to put the gen one of the generators in there, maybe a couple of solar panels and a charge controller and, uh, and an inverter, that, that kind of stuff. And, uh, just tack it up there and leave it and, you know, if I need it, I need it. Hopefully I don't, but if I need it, it's there. So, um, build up my, my firewood supply. Uh, I'd like to be at least two years ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm okay now. I mean, it's been really no winter here. I, I haven't even used up what's, what I had under my carport now. So, um, I think I'm going to be fine, but I don't want to get lax on it or fall behind. So, uh, the big thing for me this year, I guess probably number one thing besides the Friday box is once it starts to get warm, I want to get a garden going. Um, with the, the cost of everything and, and I was at uh, uh, Walmart the other day and there wasn't a lot of stuff on the shelves anymore. And so looking at building some raised garden beds, I just got to figure out where to do it here because I'm, I'm kind of surrounded by trees and I don't have a lot of sun area except on my front yard next to the road which i'm not so sure is a, a fabulous place to put the garden but i'll uh, i'll figure something out i'm sure um and then i i really want to get going with my pressure canner and uh get my pantry filled with with canned food get me away from having to rely on a freezer and electricity so i mean i've got the pressure canner i want to get going on it and um, one of the, the ladies that was at the, our prepper meet, uh, get together today. She's, uh, she lives about 15 minutes down the road from me. Um, she does tons of canning. So she's uh, going to give me a call next time that she's going to go wild with her canner and I'm going to go down and kind of pick her brain and get some good ideas and be comfortable with what I'm doing. So, um, nice. And the last thing is I, I really want to improve my physical fitness. I I know that that's lacking. Yeah, losing weight and just improving my overall my overall health. So I need to add one thing to my list now. Uh, a little bit better home defense because Jeff is talking garden. I am talking garden, which means Jeff's going to come and steal my garden. Is he going to wait for yours to be big enough and just like root them up and put them in his? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you already get the pressure canner? Or are you still looking for one? No, I got one. I got oh, a, oh. Uh, I got a used all American uh, nine fifteen. So it's the smaller one. It's, it's older, much much older. Um, but it, those things are in good shape. Though. So it's I, not as old as Scott, right? Nothing's that old. <laughs> but honestly, yeah. Like if, if you're if you're thinking there might be a couple like parts that could be like improved or like uh, uh what do you call it uh, updated, you can actually phone them up and if they don't have them for you, they can tell you where to get them. And usually it's home hardware. But I mean, if you're missing a pressure yeah. gauge or a, a weight or anything, like you can always get parts for it. Well, that's that, and that's what I was talking with the lady at uh, the prepper meet. Is it's an older one and it it doesn't have the the all Americans have a, a circular weight that sits on top of the the steam part of it so it'll it'll go with the psi 5 10 15 mm -hmm. this one this one has kind of a latch on it 
sort of, so I, I'm not like exactly a, like sure how it works. I'd really have to read into the instructions, but that's what she suggested was seeing if I could swap it out for a, a newer one that Lid? that just has the weight on it. Cause she said that's, that's a huge oh, no, Yeah. So what it is is that steam release that's actually threaded in there. And so you can heat it up, like literally, like just take a heat gun to it. I do believe you can wind that out and then you can actually put in the, the nozzle that has the, the weight capability. And, um, yeah, it's one of those little improvements you can do. Yep. So. Yeah. So right. hopefully, you know, I, I get I get the garden and I can I can can stuff after the garden's good and so yeah, well we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, the the lady down there also mentioned that she she built a tower garden for like indoors in the winter. It's it's more of a tower and it's got. The plants come out the side and yep. she she's like there's more food there than i can eat so. yeah no i know what she's talking about those things are pretty cool we're looking at different options for you, you can buy them they're not that cheap but i mean if you get the good plans or whatever you can build one for fairly inexpensive with like a good pump system or whatever it's almost like a hydroponic system yeah that'd be good yeah um so for my preps, uh, we want to work on a little bit more of the long-term food storage. There we go. Um, so we're pretty good for everything, but we want to kind of want to work on uh, the long-term stuff if we decide that the collapse has arrived and everything, uh, or crazy power outage, EMP power is going to be out for a long time. We do have you know, good food storage in our freezer, but that does rely on a bunch of other stuff. So we want to try and work a uh, get on something away from that that's maybe not you know store-bought so we're gonna work on our garden as well um, and as we have learned um, don't grow anything you don't plan on eating because that's square footage <laughs> that is usable for something else right like if you don't eat squash don't grow squash it can, you know just I mean if you want to and you've got the extra room or whatever or someone else eats squash and they're growing more tomatoes than they can eat you know fine do a swap or whatever not a bad thing to have uh, good seeds even though you don't need it um, you know those packs just like we eat lots of carrots this that so we'll pick up let's say three four packs of those and then throw in like one pack of like four things you don't really plan on eating that could be a bartering thing later you know, someone else is like, they need their squash, you know, once a week and you've got seeds for it and they want it that bad. You could probably, uh, good bartering tool. So we're going to work on that. Um, same, we want to try some canning. We don't have the pressure canner, but, uh, water bath, grow some tomatoes, bunch of stuff. Uh, Mel's made salsa at home a few times. It's been half canned like paste and then a bunch of fresh veggies, but I'm like, it turned out fantastic. We couldn't keep it. But I'm like, you know what, let's try and get uh, a bunch of tomatoes and everything and like start making stuff for ourselves. So we're going to want to try that. And hopefully we'll get to the pressure canner at some point to get uh, some better stuff. And then um, so depending if we can find house property or what we can do or whatever, want to grow big into um, more long term storage, way bigger garden. Um, and then because we've recently decided that we should buy two rifles to do to try out a competition competitions this uh this summer hopefully um 
the same. I want to take a few extra shooting courses for different rifles, uh, pistol caliber stuff. Get some more range time in, whether it's at a range or a spot where you are allowed to discharge a firearm with whatever consent of all the properties, you know, all within legal rights. Get a little bit into that. Um, get a little more familiar with it. It is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And we finally said, you know, noticing that the price went up on everything in the last few years, it's like, it's not going to go back down. So it's only going to get more expensive. Um, so we decided, uh, I guess you could say bite the bullet and uh, did a nice, uh, nice little upgrade for a uh, long range shooting uh, things that we want to try out. So we're going to do that as well as like Ian was saying, you know, the whole load development, I went down a rabbit hole, you know, like three days of nonstop looking into stuff. And then I started looking into reloading stuff. I want to upgrade my press at least specifically just for this. And then I got to, you know, so lot, lots and lots of uh, extra stuff like that. So get a little bit more um, knowledge. So maybe not the best way of getting stuff, but watching a bunch of YouTube videos on you know, people that aren't just the regular person or whatever, you know, reputable people about how they do reloading, how they do this, how do they do that, you know, get all that knowledge and understanding ahead of time. Hopefully find some courses, um, you know, someone with way more experience, show me more hands-on of how to do stuff. Um, yeah, so we're just looking to expand the knowledge and expand uh, the fun, hopefully. Yeah, I think if you're not having fun, it's going to be a waste of time. Like, you'll just get frustrated after a while and get burned out, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's been something I've been, I've been wanting to do for very, very, like, even before I got my firearms license. Now that we have it, it's uh, it's been a thing. And Mel's all up for it, you know? So we nice. said, hey, look, like... You know, since, since the COVIDs, I'm left-handed. So I'm like, I can't even find one of these. We finally found some in stock somewhere. And I was like, well, it's your birthday. So here's yours. And I also got <laughs> myself one, right? So, um, yeah, so we did that. And we were starting to get familiar with it. Still got a little bit of work to do to them. But uh, we got them all sighted. Well, sorry, not sighted in. But got the scopes on. I got the good eye relief. You know, these have adjustable cheek pads. So we... Got my, I got mine set up nicely. We're working on hers right now. And uh, yeah, just all that stuff. And then obviously, you know, get the daughter involved. She's got her little uh, single shot youth rascal. She loves nice. coming shooting with us. So yeah, like get her involved, right? Like, hey, look, this is what we're doing. You know, when she comes out shooting, when we get home, one of the first things we do is like, you know, you got to clean your gun. Yep. Okay, so let's go downstairs and get everything. And you you wanted to take this out and go shooting. You need to come home and clean it. Yep. So, you know, we help her out and teach her whatever, you know. So uh, that and uh, we also want to capitalize a little bit more on uh, good family time. Um, so daughter's big on doing crafts and we'll do anything by herself. I'll do whatever. So we want to try and allocate some time for, you know, something that, you know, my time, something I want to do just for me. Same for Mel and same for her daughter. But we also want to everybody's got their thing, but we want to try and work more on a little bit more family time where it's like you put everything away and, you know, whether it be game nights, uh, movie nights, let's go out and go for supper and go walk a store, you know, whatever. So we yes. kind of want to try and work on, you know, Hey, you know, I'm doing the ruck challenge right now. So 
you know, it goes up to, I think, two hours or whatever once a week. So, make, you know, they're going to be on me to make sure I do that. And then, yeah, even if it's just, you know, a few hours once a week, you know, hey, you need your time. You go do your thing. We'll be good and whatever. So, yeah, we want to try and kind of, because, you know, if it all goes to crap and it's just us, we got to be able to have our separate things. But, you know, want to work a little bit more on uh, the, the family part of, you know, hanging out if it's the end of the world and it's just us and a bunch of cockroaches <laughs> gotta have some fun somehow <laughs> oh and oh, politicians good. they survive everything too so yeah yeah, yeah. but the one uh, um, thank you. no sorry i was gonna say um the one thing that uh dan says i've seen uh seeds already out on the floor at my local seed store always grab them when you can and yep, joey yep. said the same thing um a prepper friend at work suggested I should start buying seeds now to beat the rush. Absolutely. With a lot more people wanting to grow gardens, stuff's going to start mm -hmm. disappearing. Yeah. So that well, too, probably yeah. isn't, isn't a yeah. bad time now to start stocking up. Yeah, Lettuce I mean, seeds and everything else to be good. And that would maybe is a time we could start, like, uh, start experimenting indoors with like keeping the heads of your green onions, throwing them back in, you know, mm -hmm. uh, into like yeah. a little bit of soil to see if you can keep growing those. Like, why not? It's something you can do year round. One thing I should really do that I haven't done yet is start planting some mint indoors because, uh, you know, got to have my uh, mojitos at some point, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't, oh, yeah, oh, don't yeah. put that. If you have a raised garden, that's fine, but don't put that in your regular garden. Oh, I would love to. I, no, I put mint oh. everywhere this, on the acreage this last year, and not a single bit of it survived. It's not invasive here at all. No? No. Huh? It, oh, it doesn't man. get away on us here. Our, our, uh, our friends had property and like, when when they bought their house a little while ago like three four years ago or whatever right like there's this little like mint patch and then like they did the garden thing and it's just like mint everywhere and like midway through the summer like we went over and they're like you guys want mint like rip everything out <laughs> like yeah it, it, it's very bad i don't know about huh? i mean i guess not in bc here but like yeah, if if you want to do mint put it in like a raised little bed Somewhere contain it, got it. Separate, yeah, yeah. Or try and contain more, it. More mojitos. It sounds like you just don't drink. That, yeah, I'm failing to see <laughs> yeah. the problem here. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, mojito, mojito. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Denny says, uh, "Hey, Ian and Pierre, have you heard about the 4570 lower for the AR? Got some bad news, Denny. Uh, I mean, while 4570 government is like the only government I trust, uh, unfortunately, both AR lowers and uppers are prohibited in Canada now. So, yeah, um, heard of it. Can't." get it or use it or look at it or yeah. anything. So I, I've or even talk it, about it. YouTube, it's been fun. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Rock and Ryan uh, asks, hmm. uh, any plans on updating your medical preps, uh, practicing surgical medicine, nursing, or various uh, first various ages, I guess? I wanted to try <laughs> the nursing thing, but I tried the outfit on, didn't look right, so I just gave up on it. <laughs> It worked for the Joker. It worked for you too, man. Um, no. Yeah, no, honestly, I, I think point. I'm, I'm okay for now for medical stuff. But I mean, obviously, if Ragnarok or somebody puts on a course, I'll gladly take it. Uh, one thing I would like to try and get is one of those practice suturing kits that you get on Amazon where you can mm -hmm. like practice doing sutures. But in the meantime, I'll probably just suck it up and go Rambo style on it or whatever, and like gunpowder, light or whatever. But staple yeah. <laughs> crazy actually, yeah, yeah 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 actually yeah that, uh, that's actually in our first aid kit all the time because it's better than nothing um yep. but yeah actually practicing uh the suture kits you can buy yes on amazon wherever little kits 
you know, that fake skin, it's got a bunch of different lacerations or whatever. Yeah, that's actually something I've been wanting to do for a while, even though I hate needles. Um, I have no problem stabbing people with needles, but I don't like needles <laughs> going to me, even though I have tattoos, that's a lie. Um, but yeah, it, it has been something that I'm like, hey, you know, they're $40, $50, pretty much reusable for a bunch of stuff, practice stitching, everything, yeah. or just crazy glue everything cold at, closed at that point, and then you can say you know what you're doing. Fucking <laughs> Ryan yeah. says you can practice with pig skin. I mean, yeah. or yeah. get your buddy drunk and like, you know, sit on top yeah. of him and wait, wait till he falls I mean, down and then fix him up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Pig skin. I mean, go go see your local butchers. Go see the local farmers. Okay. You know, if they've got a pig that something happened and they're gonna bury it in the back. You know, and they call you ahead of time. Hey, you know, you want to practice making a stitch or whatever on something that's. You know, maybe not alive, but as close as it's going to get to actual real skin. Well, technically it is real skin. But, you know, okay, make a cut here and stitch it up, see how it is. And, yeah. You know, take the stitches out and give it to your dog. Yeah, chicken skin would probably be a little thin, but I mean, pig's going to be more realistic because it's very close to human on, on many yeah. levels. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one to add to the list. Awesome. Well, shall we uh, move into the podcast challenge? All right. Uh, so again, I get everybody to pick three uh, attainable, realistic goals to improve your preps and make a plan to achieve them. Let us know how it goes. Awesome. All right. We've got some uh, upcoming events. So uh, we've got uh, free online training for making herbal remedies coming up on January the 26th. Uh, so the link will be in the show notes for that, and I'll put it in the live chat here as well. All right, we've also got a uh, Orangeville Gun Show January 29th in, uh, well, just north of uh, Orangeville, a place called uh, Mono, I think. And uh, no jokes there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's usually a big uh, pavilion there. I think that they did an alpaca show there once. But yeah, so it, it's uh, it's going on like four times this year, but January 29th is the next one. So that's it. Mono is a place. It is. Mm-hmm. That's the kissing disease. No. Yeah, don't, ki- don't kiss anyone in Mono. Bad idea. No. Something start. <laughs> All right, Jeff, you got a weather blurb? Sure. I just have two words and I'm done. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But yeah, two words. Uh, polar vortex. Um, cool. Thanks, looking, Jeff. All right. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's looking more and more like it's coming. Um, a big piece of the polar vortex is probably coming down towards the end of this coming week. Um, anticipation of minus 35s to minus 40s in. Uh, northwestern Ontario, uh, not quite as cold in the southern parts, but I wouldn't be surprised to see some minus 25s, minus 30s, uh, especially Simcoe County in north and minus 30, 35s in the North Bay, Sudbury area. There should be similar temperatures across the prairies and even down into the uh, northern U.S. Uh, the change in the jet stream has caused a somewhat uh, more active weather track, especially for Ontario into Today, we got a a little bit of snow today. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, they are looking at the potential for a substantial uh, snowstorm. Uh, They're calling anywhere from 15 to 20 centimeters, basically from uh, the Muskokas down into the GTA and that. So uh, you'll hear all the Toronto people complaining that they're in the ditch. Um, This could potentially with the uh, the polar vortex and and the, uh, the way the storm tracks uh, move uh, could set the stage for some very the 
fairly intense snow squalls. Uh, the ice coverage on the Great Lakes right now is only 4.4%. Uh, last year at this time, it was 162 So there is a ton of open water out there. So, um, which of course is ripe and prime for uh, snow squalls. So uh, we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. Uh, those are the, uh, the potentials I'm, I'm giving you, obviously. I mean, the last snow that we were supposed to get uh, last week on Wednesday, right up until midnight, everybody was calling saying our area was going to get, you know, seven to 10 centimeters. I got up in the morning and it had changed to five centimeters. And by nine o'clock in the morning, it was one to three and we didn't even get one centimeter. So things can, can drastically change. And it's unfortunate that, you know, sometimes that happens. And I know people get upset and, and they just stop listening. And that's, that's a bad thing, but forecasting weather is, is far from a, a, a true science it's it's kind of a hit and miss but um just trying to help you out as best i can so i wonder how many people are going to take their skidoos out in the open water now and just like try to keep them wound up and well yeah. um i guess i shouldn't say it but um two two people two people went through the ice this afternoon on six mile oh, lake geez. in ontario uh they rescued one and one is still missing so um the guy that or the, the person, I don't know if it was a guy, I'm just, you know, that got rescued was uh, airlifted to um, a trauma center and the other one is uh, still missing. So, that's, why, that's why I don't trust, I don't trust skidoos. You got to go across water. Yeah, it's frozen or whatever. You know what, there's nothing. I'll turn around and go home. I, I, I will say this, I'll, I'll go across water when it's been staked by the local snowmobile club or if I talk to a local ice hut operator or something, they're like, oh yeah, there's eight inches of ice out there because... Ice hut guys are one of the best ones to talk to because they won't send their people out there unless there's good ice for liability purposes. So, you know, um, but outside of that, yeah, I'm 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 not going to run on a lake that that isn't staked or I haven't talked to somebody and yep. gotten good credible information on solid ice. Yeah, I just I don't trust them. I, yeah, I think I spent and I, I yeah I yeah I just don't trust it. But that, that's just me. That's, that's I guess you could say that's a fear, right? Like drowning in ice cold water under ice. No thanks. No thanks. Oh yeah, no. I think I spent what was it, uh, a minute and a half in ice cold water there trying to rescue the dog one time, and that was more than enough. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I mean, you know, unlikely if you're not stupid and you pay attention, and like Jeff said, right? You talk to someone and you know the ice is good or whatever. But yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> just yeah, me, the, right? the ice, the ice this year, obviously with the weather, the the ice Gosh. is just yeah. junk, and and people are are out ice fishing, and they're running their ATVs out there. And I heard, I think it was down the south end of Lake Simcoe last week. Um, somebody put their ATV through the ice, and yep. it wasn't totally through, but by the uh, and they they didn't get that badly soaked or whatever, but. They went to shore and got another ATV and came back to try and get it. And by the time they came back, it was gone, like down, gone. So, actually, out, out close where I am, there's, you know, a, a spot where everybody puts up, you know, there's what, like 200 ice fishing huts or whatever. I guess one guy decided to go out there or whatever. Yeah, uh, I don't know, about six inches of the top of this guy's like Jeep Grand Cherokee was sticking out of the water until like May when they finally towed it out. Because he decided to go out, you know, an ATV would have probably been fine, but the guy took like his full size pickup truck, 
sank it to the bottom. Well, not the bottom, but like, yeah, I just breathed through and I'm like, I don't know if insurance will cover that, buddy. Nope. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Right? Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, walk. I mean, whatever, do it safe. There's obviously people out there that'll do whatever. That's just the thing I'm not a fan of. But yeah, just, you know, kind of be smart about it. The yep. best decision is probably not after 12 beers. Yeah, make it at least 14. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, you won't even remember when you wake up and who knows what island. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> With that, shall we move into deal of the week? Yes, so Princess Auto, big shocker. Um a four pack of thirty cal ammo cans, but they come in a nice tote crate for thirty dollars. So just when I thought I didn't need anything, I'm gonna go figure out how to get two or three of these. Yeah, they're <laughs> fantastic. I have them I have one in my truck, always full of food, just in case. Um purchase nice. definitely if you've got a princess auto around or you can order online or worth buying at least one or two if you've got the funds for it awesome anybody on the panel have any shout outs no sir nope. i'll uh, i'll do a shout out i know i know kevin's on but to uh to the the group that met up today down in uh barry the prepper group um it was good to get out and just uh have a good chat conversations and you know, be be out and with like-minded people and get ideas and thoughts from from those kind of people. They're they're good to have around. So it was a good yeah, day. That's a fanta- fantastic group. Always all kinds of good conversation and great people to sit down and have a coffee with. And just like you said, lots of like-minded individuals and sit around and have a coffee and just talk about the world. It's uh, it's a good little group. I'm uh, disappointed I couldn't make it out today. Said so next month. All right, let's move into email and iTunes reviews. All right, so listener Brian linked us to a uh, World Economic Forum tweet, which was predicting a major, major cyber attack. So just like Bill Gates likes to talk about pandemics before they, before they happen and so on and so on. Um, yeah, this is they're openly talking about how the next major problem society is going to face is a major cyber attack. I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> it's just kind of fascinating. To watch Obviously this. a listener. Yeah, so some of the um, some of the guys uh, obviously. Do I have an there. episode for you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I just I just found it more funny than anything else. Like the the I guess like the poster oh, shells for bad guys. To, maybe it's time to work on my Friday box a little. Move that a little further up the priority list. Maybe. Oh, yeah. not so much an EMP attack, just a cyber attack, which just means all the financial stuff goes offline and you know everything else. Just like they had the uh, no tam system for pilots offline in both countries there last week. <laughs> halted all air traffic and stuff. Oh, for that, so anyway. Yeah, the airlines, yeah, that was a, that was a crap show. Yeah. yeah, and totally not as discussed in the media, but anyway. Of but, course. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you yeah, suggesting the media was lying to us? It could be. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I also got an email from John. says, uh, I realized it had been some time or many months since I had heard from your podcast. I fear that the increasingly authoritarian Canadian government had shut you guys down or deplatformed you. Turns out that I just reset my iPhone and not all the podcasts repopulated. Glad you're still up there. Well, we're still here for now. Yeah, Bill C11, is it? Yeah. 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 So C11 is going to take care of us, I'm sure, but it hasn't passed yet. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll find we'll find ways, I'm sure. Yeah. Tune in tomorrow for. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, we've got a new uh, iTunes or Apple podcast or whatever you want to call it review. Uh, it's titled Informative and Yet Somehow Jovial. And it says uh, it's from Kill the Sea Turtles. And it says, I uh, came for the can openers, stayed for the ham radio. <laughs> Fantastic. And did mention the dad jokes, did they? Uh, no. no but was it, was it a five star? It was. It was a five-star oh, review, nice. which I appreciate. So that's good. So I haven't gone on a one-star rampage in a while. Yeah. <laughs> no rage quitting? Like, wouldn't that no. be? That, that was a five-star no. for sure. But No, we don't have uh, yeah. we don't have Alan here, the rage quit. It's too bad. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, with that, I will bring uh, episode number 192 of the Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or, of course, your favorite podcast. Po- favorite podcast app wow uh please help us out submit a review it does help other people find us and we do record these shows live on facebook and youtube if you want an early peek at the shows please subscribe to the youtube channel canadian prepper podcast and click the notifications tab Uh, that will give you an alert when we are going live if you want to contact me you can uh, reach me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca, or I am frequently on the Discord. Uh, you can find me, Tickety Talk, Instagram, off the wall customizing, um, where you can get your t shirt designs, or on Monday nights at nine on YouTube, because we're not allowed on anything else for the other CPP. Um, I am on the Discord, just not very often. Send me a private message on there, or uh, the Gilded app for. The other CPP. That's about it. Right on. Uh, you can reach Ian directly by emailing me at theislandretreat at gmail.com. You can also find me with Pierre on Canadian Patreon Podcast, uh, where we record live on YouTube. Uh, yeah, he said Mondays, I guess, 9 p.m. Eastern. That's tomorrow. Uh, I'm not allowed anywhere else, so I'm on the Gilded app for the OG CPP. Um, <laughs> email us if you want an invite. I mean, why not? Uh, they can find us discussing why government waste in society has me focusing on goals with a little bit of added time pressure. All right. Uh, please check out uh, Rapid Survival at uh, rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there on the live chat. You can also email me at uh, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, thanks for joining us. And until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning. <laughs>